Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Freaking first cut. Golly. Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your mega preview pod for this week's Zozo Championship storylines, news, best bets. Joining me to break it all down, Mark Immelman is here. Hello, Mark. How's it, boys? Hey, quickly, not very important, but I played golf yesterday, and I think I'm back in retirement after playing golf yesterday. It was disastrous, (laughs) so I'll stick to talking about it. I'm done. Uh, you're only one swing away from being back, Mark. Remember? No, this my my golf swing was in such a mess. It, it, I think it was beyond scalpel. There, there was no fix. There's no fixing this. Uh, well, I know golf swing not a mess. That is one Patrick McDonald. Who Patrick? <laughs> I, I'm a little bit concerned. You appear to be on the wrong side of the golf ball to me. <laughs> yeah, it's really just to make it fair for everyone else out there. Because there we go. If I was on the correct side, um, game over. People are clamoring for 19, potentially 20 major championships. But uh, <laughs> instead, like Mark, I choose to talk about the sport. Oh, well, lucky us. Kyle Porter is here. KP, good to see you. That's good to see you, too. You, you, I think the 19 to 20 majors is the Ludwig. Mm. <laughs> That's what we're calling it. The, the Ludwig prediction. Uh, Rick, I got to confess, I'm kind of into your Phillies. Yeah, it's weird. I, I've, I've heard a lot of philadelphia fan praise recently they said last night oh citizens bank ballpark this might be the best home field advantage in sports right now and there's not usually positive things said about philly fans usually much more much more negative so i'm 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 cautiously optimistic but they are a fun team man really and and to to follow mark like i i went into the playoffs for multiple reasons rooting for the braves uh i have Friends that love them, and I love Acuna. I think they're super fun to watch and root for. And then, I'm God, this is a horrible thing to admit. I'm kind of into Harper. I think he's so awesome. Uh, he seems like just – I don't know if you want to, like, hang out with him, but I, I love, like, just all the he, – he's a little dramatic at times, but he's I was going to say awesome. – I was going to say intense. He's a little intense for me. I don't know if I'd want to have a beer with him, but hey, I want him on my team. What's the golf comp for Harper? Like somebody that was, you know, Mm. prodigy at age 15, 16, and turns out to be not 
like the greatest, not like Tiger, right? But it, but like certainly the trajectory is Hall of Famer, like one of the one of the best of the last twenty years. Josh in the chat says Jordan Spieth. I was gonna go with just like <laughs> insane. I don't know if he's arena. crazy enough to be. <laughs> I was gonna go Keegan Bradley, just like how insane he probably is in between the ears when the lights are on and he's playing. I think it might but be JT. Still was probably not the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Keegan wasn't really the prodigy. It was good. I mean, he came from good golfing stock with dad and Aunt Pat and stuff like that. Um, I think it's JT. Like young uh like you you would have thought jt from the ajga ajga days was like gonna be one of the one of the best and you know still still time still like remains to be seen but certainly the trajectory is as one of the best of the last you know 15 20 years is this the same jt in our bet we got a lot of time mark a lot of time 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 indeed this episode of the first cut presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. We will get to our bets later in the show. But for now, gentlemen, we've got a little bit of news. Patrick, you have been tracking this very closely, and you are, I'm sure, happy to announce that TGL rosters are complete. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Potentially. 24 golfers, six teams. 6, 12, 18, 24. That sounds like four golfers on each team. You were telling me beforehand, three on three, but an alternate spot or a bench spot just because these guys have those pesky, busy travel schedules. Yeah, you, you really got a feel for these guys. Um, just <laughs> a, another opportunity to play in front of the cameras, make a little extra money uh, with only two hours of work. So Look, I'm really happy for them. We were talking in our golf Slack today about some of the names missing from this list with, I think the two big ones were a couple Texans with world number one, Scotty Scheffler, Jordan Spieth as well. No Victor Hovland also, but like KP said, maybe there's room for more. If Spieth comes back and says, you know, whatever reason I wasn't allowed to before, I can now. I doubt the TGL goes... Uh, no, it's it's too late for you, Jordan. So, seems like twenty four is the max, but who knows at this point? And yeah, I mean, this could look like anything. The sim- you hit full shots in the simulator. You have short game shots in front of you. Big arena arena in Florida. I'm interested to kind of see what two other cities are represented. Why that even matters? I don't really know um, <laughs> because it's all going to take place in Florida. But yeah, TGL is all done. Go, uh, go Atlanta Drive. Let's go. Yeah. I think the big omission here is is obviously blocky. I, mean, I thought <laughs> really. I I thought that we would we would get kind of a California team, right? Yeah. With with more squad. You could throw Cantlay on that team. Fowler, Cantlay, and Blocky. There no, Tiger. Is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's hanging out with Tiger. He's hanging out with everybody. Verstappen, Cat, Puma. I mean, who isn't he hanging out with? Um, it, it's it, it, maybe, 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 yeah, maybe that'll be a, maybe that'll be a backup team. Maybe it'll be like a kind of like a seventh. Minwoo Lee, Patrick Cantlay, Wyndham Clark, Lucas Glover, Kevin Kisner added uh, to the roster, the TGL roster. Teams still TBD. Atlanta has a team. Boston has a team. LA, New York, and still two teams TBD. Mark, we were kind of talking before we went hot. Um, I don't know how excited I should be. In in general, when you say, hey, this is 
a data-driven, quick version, Monday night golf league with some of the world's best players, including Tiger Woods, I'm in. The actual functional format, something we've never seen before, the combination of um, you know, what they would call in Asia screen golf or, or simulator golf, and then having like the last 50 or 60 yards on an actual golf hole, a green that can replicate breaks of any hole in the world. I mean, I don't know how this is functionally going to work, so I don't know how excited I should be. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. Uh, yesterday morning, an Arthur Blank golf day, when I discovered my golf swings in a big mess, um, I was having breakfast with Billy Horschel. And he was up there watching the Falcons Sunday um, with Arthur Blank. And obviously, that's where that came about. So they were talking about this. And I was sort of listening to the conversation some. And, and I kept on saying to myself and thinking, well, I guess I'll watch this the first time. But it might just be like, remember the match. You know, the first match was like everyone watched it because it was COVID lockdown and there wasn't anything else going on. But I, I just, I still can't wrap my head around what the actual allure is going to be. Now, Patrick joked with me before we went hot, and he said, "Well, Tiger and Company, you've got names there." But you know, there's so much to me to a golf tournament, and the course is always a part of the storyline, and there's the vibe of the fans and stuff. Look, no one really knows what this thing's going to turn out like, so I'll watch the first one. But I really can't see. I guess kind of like you how intrigued I'm going to be. And if I'm going to set aside a Monday evening or Tuesday or whenever it is uh, in front of the television to watch this stuff, I really, I really don't. An untapped time slot, Patrick, Monday nights for golf, at least for golf, obviously. Uh, they're not going to go up against uh, Monday night football. They have Mondays to themselves there. Uh, and, you know, we were talking about it. I, I guess they could play any course in the world. I don't want them to play TPC deer run. I want them to play the predator. I want them to play something wild. Like I've never seen before, but still few details. when, when are we going to find out you're, you're tapped in, you've got your finger on the pulse. When are we going to find out? <laughs> Shut up. Um, I will say, I will say there, there are some details that still need to be hashed out, but as for who this is catered to, I, I don't think it's us four. Uh, I read something once, either on the internet or in a book, that more golf shots were hit this year from fake grass than real grass. You think simulators, top golf, all those various activities surrounded by golf. And this is going towards that younger audience who doesn't have the attention span to sit on the couch like, you know, old men and take in the final round of a major championship or a PGA Tour tournament. This is for the TikTokers out there, all those people. You get two hours, you get Tiger Woods, you get these guys on hot mics joking around, busting each other's balls uh, for what could be, you know, I think really it's more of a way to showcase these guys' personalities than it is their golf games and, you know, building their brands and making them into bigger stars. Um. I hear you, and I guess that's probably caught my attention a bit more. Um, here recently, maybe three or four months ago, in Atlanta, there's a place called In Town Golf, which is very cool. It's kind of high end. You go in there, and there's uh, you, there's memberships that were sold, and you go in there, and they greet you, and they take you through there, and there's this sweet bar and restaurant, and then basically these high end booths like simulators that you play golf in. And it was myself and a couple of my former golfers from Columbus State, and we played. 
And, you know, it was fun for the first little while having a few beers and stuff. But eventually I was like, ah, yeah. you know, so so again, I'm going to watch it. Uh, I, I guess you're right, Patrick. It's going to be more the interaction between the players that'll be entertaining than actually watching them hit a ball into a screen, to be real. Because, look, Rory, watching him hit a drive for real is biblical. Watching him hitting that same thing into a screen, I don't know if it just does it for me, Kyle. Screen golf, Kyle, in Korea and in Asia is like 20 times more popular than real golf is. And Patrick's right. You've got Top Golf here in the States, and you've got now a bunch of Top Golf competitors in Drive Shack. They're putting one in uh, Atomic Golf at the Strat in Las Vegas. So there's going to be basically two facilities within two miles of each other there. We have spent a lot of time talking about the things that people watch other people do, play video games on the internet. It, it feels like we're entering almost that realm of, of things here. What's the is the Asia deal just a real estate uh, issue? It's a big real estate issue. Yes, okay. and it's and it's also um, the the screen golf is 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 very advanced, right? I mean, they're, the the you're hitting out of real bunkers when you get into a bunker. It's it's not just like a regular flat situation. So yes, it's it's a um, basically how easy it is and accessible to get to a real golf course. And I would actually be interested. I'm sorry. I had a, I had a moment here. My, my, do you guys play connections New York times game? That's the four things, four things, four things, four things. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, it's, it's, I think it's the greatest word game ever invented and <laughs> I didn't get today's, which is a point of pride that I get them all. Mm-hmm. And my wife just sent me a screenshot that she got it, and I'm I I might need to like leave the podcast for a bit because <laughs> this is this is I'm a sorry. tough a tough I'm moment good. for me. Um, I would be, I would be interested, Rick, in the numbers from places like New York, San Francisco, Boston, where you also have real estate issues yep. on screen golf. I I bet they're decent because it's a it's it's actually a pretty cool technological solution to a very to to a sport that ha- does have a real estate problem, basketball doesn't really have a real estate problem, right? Um, adults don't really play football. Uh, tennis, Todd. <laughs> do I? Luckily, yeah, <laughs> thankfully, uh, tennis doesn't really have a real estate problem. Uh, pickleball doesn't have a real estate. I mean, they, they they do, but not the same type of real estate problems that golf has. So, um, that's one part of it. I think. Th- th- I think screen golf will in, will continue to increase in popularity as the technology gets better. I, I'm I'm with you guys though. It's kind of like I think sometimes, and this has been my issues with the match. They throw these guys in front of the camera, and it's like, hey, do some dances and tell some jokes, and it's like I, that's not really. They're not comedians, you know. Like they're they're not they're not very funny people. Now, go ahead. Does it make it that I completely agree with you, right? Like the best, I think the best one was when Peyton Manning was just able to, he like was the, the de facto host and he is good enough. And like, I thought that was like the peak of it. There in theory is a lot less downtime in this format where they're not driving to golf. You know what I mean? It's just all, it should be happening a lot quicker. They should have a lot less time to fill with personalities. Now, what I, what I will say that I would be into and I don't think they'll do this because it doesn't, it doesn't, they're going for numbers, right? Like this is not a show that is intended to cater to, you know, 10,000 sociopaths. It's in, intended to cater to a million 
casual viewers. So they won't do this. But if they did, if they got Tiger and Rom like nerding out on how to how to fade a bunker shot or how like what you're doing when you're trying to hit a, a hold off six iron into the wind, like I am like I'll take my money, right? Like I'm all the way in on that. Because that's that's the that's the sort of environment where you could do that. Now you're not going to see the ball do what it does, like Mark said, out on like the golf course. But you do get opportunities to sort of talk about those things in ways that you don't when you're out on the golf course because you're walking, you're going different directions. Like it, it's a more controlled environment for for um, for content like that. I just don't know if they'll go in that direction. Interesting segue to our next topic here which is similar to a match patrick <laughs> uh so in previous iterations at uh especially at the win golf club we've seen the match and it's been you know at golfer versus golfer athlete and golfer versus athlete and golfer well we're going to be back at the win and it's going to be for the netflix cup now if i told you patrick the netflix cup was announced today that could be that could be that could be anything that could be a one-off tournament it could be that they are taking over for fedex and now they're the season-long thing it oh is, yeah there you go it is actually netflix getting into live sports for the first time in their history with a crossover of full swing and drive to survive i, I was gonna go down the road of something like the goblet of fire just uh you know four or five different events where these guys are doing random things but look it's nice of netflix to follow in the footsteps of paramount being a company man and the success mm. of that nickelodeon challenge with colin Morikawa, justin thomas and uh that whole gang that everyone loved out there on the internet and th some of the f1 guys are massive golfers uh like lando norris plays all the time so does carlos signs so it'll be pretty cool uh i don't know much about alex albon i, I thought i honestly thought he got kicked off off, off the f1 that's when i stopped get, watching the do series you get kicked off he got like demoted to f2 or something like his seat got taken relegated yeah a chase kepka situation <laughs> too soon <laughs> is it yeah <laughs> but <laughs> Look, I, I I threw in the group chat. I've I've experienced one live Netflix show ever. It's Love and Blo Love is Blind, season finale, reunion oh. show. Do they live. do it live? They did it live, and it was we'll a complete complete flop. Like two hour delay, it didn't work. The internet was in a frenzy. People were mad. So that was I don't know a couple years ago. I'm hoping they have figured this all out. Uh, this time around, and I, I didn't really read into what the format will be. I don't know if they know that yet, but it's cool. I, I love when the problem with the match, going back to that in the latest iterations, is that there are no like real golfers in it. I always thought it should be like a mix, and th this solves that problem, and it should be cool, especially with the growth of F1. Well, well, here we go. So this is during while F1 is in Vegas, right? But this is this is all the connection here. They're going to they're going to do it at the win and right from the press release. In a clash of wheels and irons. Oof, my juices are flowing already. Four pairs consisting of one Formula 1 driver and one PGA Tour professional will play an eight-hole match 
with the top two teams advancing to the final hole where they will battle for the chance. One hole. How about that for a sample size to win the inaugural Netflix Cup title? Alex Albon, Pierre Gasly, Lando Norris, Carlos Sainz, Ricky Fowler, Max Homa, Colin Morikawa, Justin Thomas rounding out the roster. Mark, that is interesting. I am way more interested in Netflix doing a live sporting event. Than, uh, than what? Than yeah. the actual golf or results that will be played. Love is blind. Uh. Well, <laughs> you know, I listened to all of this and I'm catching up on the news some and and to me, it sounds like kind of just folks feeding at the trough right now. And the one reality about the world in which we live is content is king. I mean, you guys are all king of kings of content, and you got to produce stuff all the time. And Netflix, I'm sure they've realized, okay, with certainly with Drive to Survive, they were very successful. And obviously, uh, Full Swing was, so they're doing a second season. So now it's time to build on that, because where else do you go? So they got to do this. Um, but in a funny sort of a way, when you're going through that, I'm sort of thinking of, the big break on the golf channel. Remember that. So this is almost like the big break with some personalities in it. And the big break, I've found myself sitting down to watch because I was waiting to see what next, what shot they were going to try and hit next. And because you got that finality of something quick like that, and then you got to do something, there was some suspense to it because it's going to catch me if it's suspenseful. And so, yeah, I'll probably pay attention to that one. Uh, but, the truth of it uh, of it is, is I was watching out there giving golf lessons today, so not paying too much attention to the news. So I'm just learning about all the stuff right now. Is this KP a signal from Netflix that they could be entering the live sports game? We have seen Hulu, obviously ESPN with ESPN Plus, uh, Peacock, Paramount Plus, I think shows live sports, Apple TV, Amazon. Um, is this Netflix potential first step into a response? I, I don't know because I don't know what the, like, what is the follow-up, right? If, if you, if you say the two most obvious, uh, excuse me, I guess three most obvious entrances for them into live sports are F1 golf and tennis, probably. Right. Right. Those are their three kind of crossover. Hey, we'll, we can we can also market these shows that we have while we're showing you the live sports. So th that those make the most sense. I just don't know, like, okay, what? I don't know the tennis rights situation, but I'm seeing stuff about you know Apple's trying to get F1 for like seventy billion dollars. I don't know whatever, just insane numbers, right? Um, <clears throat> is 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 Netflix going to acquire golf rights? I don't I don't I don't know. Maybe I think that would be. Fascinating because, and this is sort of stuff that I'm nerd out on and I'm interested in, and Mark's right, content is king, but so is distribution. And Netflix's distribution is extraordinary. Like it is, it is, in, it, it, I mean, I, I presume, I think it's still, it's by far the biggest distribution of any sort of content platform. I guess you, YouTube, I guess would be bigger, but in terms of like a subscription it is by far the biggest distribution uh, method, which is, I think, a lot of the reason you see success from Drive to Survive and Full Swing and shows like that, because they have so many people that they can market to and that they can cater to and, and uh, that they can kind of pull into that universe. So I'm 
really intrigued by it. Again, I don't know what the I'm, I would be, I'm with you, Rick. Like, I think the Netflix live aspect of this is far more interesting than the actual golf. And I want to see their number. They're not going to reveal this or show it because they never do. But I want to see what those numbers are for something like this, because I would be really interested by how many of people that got hooked by Drive to Survive, Full Swing, or both of those shows are going to tune in to, to watch this. Netflix uh, has about 240 million subscribers in the world. Number one, Amazon Prime, what? 200 million. Real quick, what, what's going to draw a bigger number, this or next year's Honda Classic? Well, it's not Honda anymore, but whatever. Well, it'll be this just because, uh, I mean. Two sports. It's two sports. It is, like you said, when when someone. He, okay, I'm, I'm going to need a couple minutes to rant here. But, but the original. Oh, let's go. The original answer, I think, KP, is when when you and I or someone that Netflix thinks would be interested in this fires up Netflix like they might do every single night, they will be recommended this front and center, yeah. right? It, it, it's not like I'm going to have to seek it out. It's not like – and it also gets new people involved. Oh, hey, because you watched Full Swing, because you watched Drive to Survive, here's something you might like. It's going to crush the Honda Classic next year. It's going to crush it. Well, and it it caters to viewing habits, right? You're you're talking about a habit of turning on Netflix every night. I think that I think a lot of ratings for golf in general outside of the major championships are just habitual. Hey, we turn golf on 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 Sunday afternoons or or whatever. And so you're catering to habits but with like such a, a bigger audience uh, or potential audience there. Uh, and I think there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a scarcity aspect here. Like if your habit, like there's a, I think there's a lot of people that are probably younger than all of us, maybe Patrick's wheelhouse that have Netflix, but don't have YouTube TV or cable or whatever. And there's a scarcity aspect of like, Oh, this, there's only like, two live golf matches or, or whatever that you were calling this on this platform that I pay for every year, I'm going to tune into that because there's, it's the same reason that people tune into major championships. There's only four of them, you know? And I think the tour could <laughs> probably learn something from that, but I am interested to see kind of what path they go down uh, with that in the future. So, so you, you mentioned something, um, that I think like, like there is there is a clear shift happening in in live sports right now. Um, and and what you mentioned, Kyle, you said the rights. The rights are what keeps golf broadcasts the way they are. CBS, NBC. <laughs> Why are you the way you are? I mean, listen, they spend an exorbitant amount of money to get the rights to these events. Then it is extremely expensive to broadcast one. And to put all of this on. So before a shot is even hit, they are deep in the hole. Mm -hmm. Now, traditional networks like CBS and NBC, Go you know, Golf Channel, obviously underneath that umbrella as well, they really only have one revenue stream. It's advertising. Mm -hmm. It might look different. It might be partnerships with FanDuel in, inside with an ad read. It's commercials. It's playing through. It They might look different, but it's one single stream called advertising mm. and that revenue stream directly opposes 
the user experience. Totally. It's for, for more money to be made, the you the the watching experience has to be worse. They are directly opposites of each other. Yeah, the, and this is a great point because Netflix is the is the opposite of that. You've got a bunch of people that are paying and so you don't in theory uh have or need advertisements now i i don't know what the maybe patrick can break down the uh love is blind advertising situation for us i don't know if they will put advertisements on live shows because that's such a different thing for them well i think we have a good we have a good um example uh, thursday night football right a amazon paid an outrageous amount for thursday night football knowing they have a million ways to make money off you, right? You have to have a prime membership to watch. We're going to learn more about you. You're going to be more in the Amazon um, ecosystem. ecosystem. And also we can still sell commercials and ads on that. We can still do that too, right? They still go to commercial breaks. They still have partnerships, but they've got like 900 ways to make money off of you. They can overspend and keep the user experience reasonable. Well, and I think theoretically there's the more data and whether this is good or bad, the more data a company has on you like Netflix, the more they can cater the advertising to you, which they right? can charge more for. Exactly. And I think that is, but it, but, but it also goes the other way, Rick, where it's like, okay, well this advertising that you're serving me, I'm more interested in than seeing a Jeep grand Wagoneer Jeter commercial for the 297th time. Yeah. I think, Rick, uh, the, the one difference between Netflix and all the other streaming services that were mentioned is it's the core business of Netflix is streaming. You think about Amazon, that's just an arm. You think about Apple TV Plus, that's an arm. Hulu, that's part of Disney. That's just an arm. So they don't really have the flexibility as those same companies to go out there and you know potentially buy rights for some of these sports. So it could be just, you know, a toe in the water to get into sports eventually, but their pathway to that point is a lot more narrow than the rest of the competitors. And I think their their competitor though might be YouTube, right? It might be the Bob does sports guys playing matches on YouTube. If, if this is the if if this is the content that they're going after, which is the F1 versus PJ Tour guys. Yeah, but YouTube does have YouTube TV now, which I am a subscriber to and I love it. So yeah, to a certain extent, but they they creating an avenue of money there too with a with a TV subscription. Yeah, but I'm talking about the mat like they don't the stuff that I'm talking about is not put on YouTube TV. It's just put on YouTube by okay. various content creators. Yeah. yeah. And so I you know, like if that's your competition, people are gonna gravitate toward the free stuff, even if Max Homa and you know, Pierre Gasly or who are famous are involved in the Netflix. So I, I don't know. I think there's, I I'm with you, Rick. I think it's really interesting. And I think it, you know, it sounds silly, but it, it does affect the future of the sport that we follow and, and cover and are interested in my, um, one of my favorite things. And I was, I was texting you guys this earlier is, um, Peacock bought the rights to WWE for like an outrageous amount of money. When did that happen? A couple of years ago. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I think it's been at least probably two or three years. Um, and from what I understand, I don't watch it a lot, but from what I understand, like all the pay-per-views are on Peacock, all the 
you know, weekly shows are on Peacock, so you have to have a subscription to that. But then what I found myself doing is they have all like all the archives. Like I went back and watched stuff that I watched when I was 12 years old and I was 12 years old again. If there was, and, and it's this great distribution platform, if there was a way to get live golf plus all the archived golf, I, I will empty the bank account, right? I'll just give you the routing number. I'll give you the <laughs> number, like take what you need. I'm in on that. <laughs> uh, by the way, I know we need to get to a break. Oh, this, this can be our segue. We may or may not be hearing from one of the people involved in uh, this F1 uh, golf crossover event uh, on this on this podcast next week. Producer Josh didn't even know about this. Rick doesn't even know about this. Patrick <laughs> does, but huh? Who are we getting? I can't say. It's, just, it's a tease. Art of the tease, Rick. Professional yeah. tease. Professional tease. Uh, all right. Well, we will transition, though I could talk about that for a long time, to the Zozo Championship. We have our storylines for this week, uh, 78 golfers, no cut event in Tokyo. And then we're, gonna, of course, going to get to our best bets. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. It's a really fine line creating workout clothes that are great in the gym and workout clothes that are also great to look at outside the gym. And Viore has threaded that needle. They are designed to work out in, but they don't look like it. They don't feel like it. And it's incredibly comfortable stuff, whether you are running, training, swimming, doing yoga, running errands, lounging around the house. It really doesn't matter. These are versatile clothes. You'll find me often in the men's Sunday performance jogger because I, I like the jogger situation that goes on down at the bottom, but they're very comfortable. Uh, they've got a little bit of a shorter inseam, so they're not as bulky as, as other pants or other joggers that I have seen out there. And I've really enjoyed how they work both in and out of the gym. So now here's what you can do for four, our listeners, uh, first time purchasers are getting 20% off. All you have to do is go to viori.com slash first. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash first. Again, not only will you receive 20% off your first order, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. And here's my favorite part, free returns. Yeah, go check it out. Viori.com slash first and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain? Those numbers do not add up to me, and I know it can be confusing, the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple, and that's where Superfeet comes into play. These Superfeet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most, and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking a, a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. And we're back, Mark. We are headed to Tokyo and this event kicks off uh, Wednesday night at 7.30 a.m. Eastern time. Are you 
going to be up in your jammies uh, watching this thing kick off? <laughs> if I'm up in my jammies, it's because I can't sleep. No. Um, look, I've, I've watched some of it before, um, but that was accidental. No, I'm not going to have the alarm set. Now, wake me up for the Open Championship. Absolutely. I'll be awake before that thing starts with coffee in hand. But the rest of this stuff, not so much. Well, it will be a little bit different, Patrick, than what we have seen from the FedEx Cup fall thus far. This event, four of seven, no cut, 78 golfers, much more, uh, almost, I mean, not much more, identical to what we've seen from this event in the past. Um, they did not change the format of the Zozo, despite kind of the, the new restructuring of the fall. Yeah, I think it's a nice little change up just because uh, the fall was getting... A little sleepy there. You got to pick me up with the Lexi Thompson at, at the Shriners Children's Open. But yeah, you have a pretty good field here. It's just going to be difficult to watch for us on the East Coast, um, which is disappointing. But you got Xander, Colin, Ricky off the Ryder Cup. It's snub season, defending champ Keegan Bradley. You know, you know that's on his mind. Uh, and so <laughs> to, to, to see some of these guys and Hideki's going to be – you know, thrown out there like he's John Lennon or something at the height of the Beatles. Just, oh my gosh! Just absolutely <laughs> loved by all. So it's uh, it's gonna be a good time in Tokyo. Do you think there's ever in the history of the world been a John Lennon Hideki Matsuyama comp? No, Patrick is just a true pioneer. <laughs> you're you're looking at the list here, KP. Fifty years. <laughs> 15 of the top 50 players in the world teeing it up. We're going to go to uh, Narashino Golf Club. This is not, this is, or at least hasn't been a birdie fest. You know, this is a, a pretty, a pretty, at times, tough test. 15 under par, one in each of the last two years. Yeah, it's actually, it's it's hard because it's uh, the time. I mean, I, I'll, I've got, I've got flashbacks to the, uh, the Olympics was that last? Was the Olympics last two years ago? When was it? Well, it was 2020, but they moved it to 2021. 2021, so two years ago, where I was up at like 4:15 a.m. trying to write about Rory Sabatini's 62 to win. So, I mean, that was just a, a circus. But uh, it's a hard time, and it's unfortunate because I think the 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 tournaments there seem to be pretty good from a competitiveness from like who's involved in them you had tiger and carrie woodland that one year you had Hideki winning um so yeah it's uh it's a good event it's just really hard for people in the united states to uh to, to be able to catch it the Ryder cup stuff mark is interesting right we're gonna get Xander, we're going to get Colin, we're going to get Ricky for the first time since Rome. Uh, you know, there was a lot of chatter about did they play enough before the Ryder Cup? Well, now a couple weeks removed, we get to see them back in action again. From that point of view, I am excited because the Keegan Bradley, I know he'll have a bit of a point to prove and he's coming back as the defending champion. The one thing you guys were talking about the event and I was sort of flashing back in my mind a bit. And I remember the double greens, which I thought was a cool feature. And I remember how well the golf course was manicured and that was very cool too. And then I remember the crowds and the crowds were out there on mass, especially when Tiger Woods showed up that one year and got, got win number 82. Um, so, so that's, is going to be cool, but you know, as I scroll through the results, or if I do happen to wake up uh, in the middle of the night and I turn on the television, I'll be keen to see how those guys fare. 
Um, uh, Xander is, you know, to me, he's perennially solid. Patrick Cantley is the same sort of a guy. Uh, I doubt, given that he got married the day after the Ryder Cup, that he's actually hit a golf ball in anger whatsoever. So I'm keen to see how he shows up there after uh, honeymoon and wherever they were. Um, but Keegan will have an axe to grind and a point to prove. And oftentimes Keegan Bradley is, that's good Keegan Bradley. It's kind of like Atlas Rory. Well, aggravated Keegan is a good one. And, and I'm keen to see how he goes about business over there. Do we have the FedEx Cup fall leaderboard, Josh? I know you have a graphic for it. I'm sure. There we go. Always prepared. This is the, the subplot. The tournament within the tournament, Patrick, because Bo Hosler uh, currently leads the FedEx Cup fall standings. He's in spot 51. Remember, the first 10 of these guys will get access to uh, Pebble Beach and Riviera, which will be the first two signature events of 2024, right behind Bo Hosler, Ben Griffin, Alex Smalley, and Nick Hardy. So that is the list, 51 through 60, that we should also be keeping an eye on. Bo's playing some really good golf as of late, kind of ever since the end of the summer. So I don't know if it's going to happen this week with the elevated stature of uh, the top of this field with the quality there. But I'd be pretty surprised if he doesn't contend seriously for a title by the end of the fall. And then Ben Griffin obviously coming off that Sanderson Farms uh, playoff loss. But to me, the name that sticks out on this list inside the top 10, and it just goes to show you how – crucial the start was to last fall taylor montgomery still inside the top 60 despite a pretty prolonged run of poor form if he's somehow able to claw his way stay within that number i'd be very impressed uh going into 2024 yeah, a couple guys with two spots away from each other. KP got there in, in quite different ways. Taylor Montgomery, 56. Luke List, 58. Montgomery hasn't done much in a year. Luke List didn't do much and then won. Uh, golf is a very bizarre game, and both of those guys are vying for the same thing right now. Yeah, Taylor Montgomery, I'm looking right now, his only top 20 at a regular stroke play event, so not a team event, not a match play event. Uh, or his last top 20, I guess I should say, is the American Express in... January 22nd. Yikes. Crazy. So that's wild. I mean, he had, he had a good start to the year. He finished uh, 12th at Sony and 5th at American Express, but absolutely nothing since then. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Are you, Rick, are you more interested in the first list we showed of like the top, like Xander, Morkawa, those guys, or in this list for the purposes of? pebble and and genesis yeah the first list i mean the first list just of like i don't if you you know play well right if bo hostler wins the tournament he's going to take care of the top 10 in the fedex cup fall situation so i'm worried about who's going to be contending for the top it is i actually don't think um i i think where the fedex cup fall missed the mark is it's a lot of events you want to make a big deal out of it. Seven events. These guys are vying for 10 spots, battling it out. And the and what they get is two starts, one at Pebble and, and one at Riviera. I actually don't think it's enough. I think it should be something bigger than that because you could you could be 51st, uh, not play well at Pebble, not play well at Riviera, and you're just back with everybody else. I actually think the reward should be bigger for the vault. Well, you get, I mean, you get priority too, right? Like it, you, you finish 
not that they really had a chance to drop out of the top 125, but you finish in the top 125 and you sure. get you get your sort of normal for them PGA Tour, well, close to a normal schedule. So I think, yeah, I mean, it is it is weird though because it's uh, although I guess th- there's no comp for the for the these ten guys getting in. The other thing is like the the five guys getting the in between, like the swing, the sprints. Hmm. What's yeah. it called? The, the sprint. The uh, the it's swing five presented five. by Fiverr, five. right, Kyle? Fiverr, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Wait, did they they did not sell this? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Although, hey, free they idea. Will. I'll take they a will. I'll take a, a a brokerage fee, but. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I guess this specific qualification goes away whenever we get into 2024, right? And then it's just the swing five that get in. Is that right? Yeah, I believe that is correct. Patrick, does that sound right to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So lots to play for. Or do the top 10 from the, like That's in the... the- no, it's because there's the next 10 also. Yeah. So that, so this does, so they're still in. So they're still in. So I guess my point is you're playing this, and this goes to what Rick is saying. You're playing like eight events in the fall versus guys that only have to play like three events in the spring to get inside this next 10 to get into, let's say, Arnold Palmer and, and, uh, RBC Heritage. So you're right. Like you should get in the first four instead of just the first two. Right. Yeah, exactly. A long way to say, I agree with you, Rick. Okay. But let's not forget that they are playing for a significant amount of money. Um, If you played well in the fall, you, you, you're cashing some nice Christmas checks over there. So yeah, I I get your point, but there's more to it than just the two starts in the two signature events. Honestly. Mark, does it hurt your feelings? Does it hurt your feelings? Cause we know that you are, the FedEx Cup points currency guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That the guys who are already in the top fifty, they don't even get FedEx Cup points. They just, they just only get the money. Sad days. <laughs> it is a bit odd. Um, but you know, these were decisions that were sort of made on the fly there at the tour. We were getting updates throughout the year on how things were coming along, and then I remember having a big presentation from the tour, explaining the. The, the top 10 from this thing and the swing five and all this sort of stuff. And I was like, oh, and then all the golfers that I work alongside, they weren't buying very much. For me, it was like, all right, I, I sort of understand where you were and what you had to do. And a lot of this was reactionary because of live. Uh, I will say this. I mean, yesterday I spoke with Brendan Todd, who had a great season last year or last this year, last year, whatever you want to call it. He's going to play RSM. Horschel's playing RSM. A bunch of the guys are going to still play in the fall a little bit just to kind of keep their game about them too. Because I, I asked Billy and I at breakfast, and so I was like, why are you playing? And he goes, honestly, because I've had some time off. I played in Europe a little bit, but i got to stay sharp, you know, because they hit the ground running in the new year. You know, before you know it, we're going to be talking about the players and the masters and stuff. So you can't be just going to sleep and then trying to find game sometime in early January because – you know, Tory Pines and that stretch of golf is a big deal. Yeah, it really is. And I like to see Bo Hostler in the 51st spot because there is no one who understands the ranking and priority system 
better than he does. He spent like 20 minutes one time explaining to me his priority. And if you're X number of alternates, when should you go? And if you play these events, but don't do And I'm like, dude, you've, I know this is your job, but like you got this figured out. I'm in, I'm impressed. They should open the TGL with that explanation just to attract <laughs> all the viewers. <laughs> let's get you some information out of the gate here. Uh, all right, gents, let us uh, give out our best bets for the week. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we're back. Happy to let you know that this Best bet segment is brought to you by... FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. We will hopefully make a few more moments here as you see the grid. $100 we take over and we look at every square pixel of FanDuel Sportsbook and we find a matchup, a finishing position, and two outrights. Now, Mark, uh, let's start with you and your matchup for this week. I'm going Japan here. If you look at my first couple of uh, bets and Keita and Hideki. Look, Hideki's won here before. Um, he's had some time off. I believe time off to kind of get over the injury that was he was battling through the larger portion of this last year. And so he's going to a golf course where he's, he knows it well. He's popular over there. It's essentially a home game. And so I'm just going with that because, look, Sung J.M. has played well of late. But I just feel like Hideki has kind of got that home field edge and He's going to happy hunting grounds. So Matsuyama plus 100 over Sung JM. Yeah, there you go. Now, Patrick, you have taken a stance against Hideki Matsuyama. It's not with Sung JM. It's with someone else. Uh, TGL legend Minwoo Lee, even money over Hideki Matsuyama. Winner at 30 under last week on the Asian tour, playing some great golf in the time zone. There's no need for uh, any of that jet lag shenanigans. So. I'll take Minwoo, fresh, in form, ready to roll over Hideki Matsuyama, who, despite the home course advantage, home nation advantage, I uh, do have some question marks around. Yeah, Min, uh, 2024 is going to be a big year for the Minsiders. I can just feel it right Ooh, now. Minwoo, I like that. Minsiders. Yeah, look at you. I can't claim credit for that. Joe Musso told me that. that that's uh, what he, him, he is a resident Minsider, and that's what they call themselves. So That's a 12. I can't take that. I think he and I think he is the men's cider. I don't think it's like a group. I think it's just him. <laughs> and then well, and then he's he's got followers like he other like many men's ciders. Get it. <laughs> if I, and if I know Joe, he's probably got t-shirts and stuff as well. Is that yeah, I, I would wear 
yeah. give, it, yeah. give it a couple of months. There's going to be a lot more Minsiders than just one. Um, I'm going with the Ryder Cup snub. Ricky Fowler going down to Keegan Bradley. He's obviously the defending champ, drives it well, has putted much better. And Ricky, I know there was a stomach bug. I know he didn't wasn't feeling great. Didn't really play all that well coming down the stretch either. I'm a little bit worried about old Rick. So I'll take Keegan to beat him in a matchup. KP, round us out here, please. Yeah, I, I read the Rick Run Good newsletter every week. And uh, I love Callum Ter- Terran because Rick Run Good told me that uh, Callum Terran is playing yeah. the best tee to green game, uh, uh, the best tee to green golf of his life. And he's not putting at all. So it's a real uh potential what'd you call it bounce bounce back ability but yeah bounce back ability yeah there exactly you go right. uh over ben griffin so there you go yeah a lot of juice left to squeeze out of callum Taron right now finishing position market kp we'll bounce it right back to you yeah call more cow top 10 uh more again the ricker and get newsletter you gave wow. me I, I thought this was the, i thought this was one of the my favorite things that you've ever done where you gave me player a and player b both were Colin Morikawa. Yeah, it was just the first part of his career against the second part, and you said, "Hey, who's a better player?" Blind resume. I'm not kidding you. I chose the last, however, what was it like year and a half of Morikawa? Two yeah. years. Yeah, and he hasn't really won, right? But he's he's playing like quality. It's 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 maybe not like the apex golf that he's played, but he's playing pretty consistently quality golf. And I think he's kind of flying under the radar right now. So not the best field, Morikawa, top 10, plus 115. I love it. Yeah, so it's basically uh, the golfer that he was from turning pro till his sixth win, which was the DP World Tour Championship. And then since then to now, and he is basically like the same exact golfer. Yeah. Which is infuriating. And infuriating, yeah. Thank you for the plug. The check is in the mail. I went with Cam Champ, top 10 plus 400. Horrible Saturday around TPC Summerlin. Found himself in the desert. Cost himself a couple of strokes there. Has played great the other three rounds. Played great in Jackson. The game is coming around. This is probably one of the better spots for him. I'll take Cam Champ to finish inside the top 10. Patrick, you have opted for a different Cam. Cam Davis, top 10, two to one. Uh, Two top 10s in two FedEx Cup fall events, playing great golf. Uh, The theme of the FedEx Cup fall is good golfers tend to play good golf. So let's not do anything stupid. We're going with the Aussie for a top 10. Two to one for Cam Davis to finish inside the top 10. It's a top 30 for you, Mark, and you've already told us you're sticking with that Japanese trend. Yeah, Keita Nakajima is a heck of a young golfer, uh, I will never forget the first time I watched him play on my Arnold Palmer Cup team. And and Takumi Kanayo was the star, and everyone was paying attention to him. But Keita is just so well-organized. He's disciplined. He's played some on the PGA Tour with some success. And so I just feel like a top 30 for him should be a bit of a breeze. So plus 100, I'm all in. All in on Nakajima top 30 at even money. Two separate outrights, and I think we've done it. Yeah. These are eight different. No, no, Cam Davis. one, yeah, one little cross. All right, Mark, there you, you started us off. Cam Davis is on your on your sheet. Who else are you going with? Yeah, plus two thousand on Cam. Look, he's always been a really talented kid, and and he's been impressive. But 
to me, there's always been like that one shot, you know, that one wild tee shot that's going to cost him 71 holes worth of work. But it seems to Patrick's observation that things have tightened up here and and he's playing golf with, uh, um, you know, sort of a, a new managerial sort of approach. He's got all sorts of firepower off the tee and he's a good putter. So Cam Davis on the heels of the good performance. And then I hear what you're saying about Ricky. Uh, wasn't very well at the uh, Ryder Cup. But last year, he had the 54-hole lead here. And I just saw so many good things out of Fowler this year. And it looked like the golf swing now is in a place where it doesn't take a whole lot of practice. You know, where he was, where he was rebuilding and retooling. And the golf swing was reliant on a bunch of timing and different stuff. It, you needed play and practice to keep things up. Well, everything's lined up now. And whenever I saw him hit the ball, it was beautiful. So um, I'm feeling like Fowler going back to a place where he's been successful might just get it done. Fowler and Davis for Mark. That's a little bit of the overlap there, KP. Your two outrights are whom? Yeah, I got I got Cam Davis at, at uh, twenty two to one. Apparently, people were fading Mark, and I got a I got a better number uh, than him. But uh, I mean, all the reasons that Mark mentioned, and then I got more Kawa for reasons that uh, Rick mentioned. I'm just I'm just tailing off of both of you guys, but uh, I really like both those guys this week. I, I think Cam Davis playing some of the best golf of anybody in this field. If you look at last three months, his strokes gained uh, is fourth in this field overall behind Xander, Morikawa, and Sahith. So just kind of, I think, uh, underrated right now and maybe what some people thought he could be coming into the year. He's kind of playing at that level uh, currently. Yeah, I think he's maturing. I think you're seeing the game mature month over month. He's been he's been awesome. Um, I'm going with Keegan Bradley to successfully defend his title at 22 to 1. And I'm going with Adam Scott at 25 to 1. He has also been in Japan, though he missed the cut at a, in a Japanese event last week. But that's okay. I'm not willing to uh, give up on Adam Scott that quickly. I ran the models. All the models love him. I said that once on HQ, and they thought I meant like, Magazine <laughs> models, <laughs> models, all the models love somebody. I think also, all the models also do applicable. Them. Yeah, yeah. I know my wife does. All the models probably do as well. So Adam Scott twenty five to one, Keegan Bradley twenty two to one, Patrick, you have lived uh, closer to the top of the board for your two outrights. I'm going f with Mr. Zanman, Xander Shoffley, seven and a half to one for actually reasons Kyle mentioned that were technically your reasons about Colin Morikawa in that Xander Shoffley is just playing some really good, consistent golf. It was the best statistical season of his career last year and just wasn't able to you know get across the finish line. I think that will come to an end soon. And he's the no-cut king. You think Olympics, tournament champions, tour championship, WGC, he's got them all. So add the Zozo to it. And then Min Wu Lee, 16 to 1, the Minsiders. I'm going to have to text Joe Musso after this, see what the application process is like, if there's an initiation fee, any hazing involved potentially. I am in Min Wu Lee, 16 to 1. No hazing, but you might have to wear some some outfits that you're uncomfortable with. He he does stretch <laughs> stretch the fashion limits. He does. Uh, he, he put he had a he had a whole album of just the pants he wore in Italy, and it was truly truly remarkable. Are you talking about Menwu or Joe? Because I don't. See, that's the you don't know. That's a lot of ankle. Yeah. Who can say? 
who can say i know that joe owns the min woo sunglasses and he oh, yeah. wears them proudly i'm telling you the insiders they're coming for you they're coming outrights keegan adam scott cam davis cam davis minwoo colin xander ricky best bets please josh let's do it extra 50 bucks on anything that we want mark let's get you on the board where are you headed this week i'm so smarting the bo hustler thing last week i mean gee whiskers what had like a top four and i didn't win that bet yeah it was uh bo hustler versus eric cole hustler oh. finished what t7 cole finished one shot better than that yeah. oh brutal anyhow that's how it goes this week my guy has two canadians to beat and that i'm going with adam svensson low canadian plus 115 he's got to knock off nick taylor who's playing very nicely and mckenzie years but i feel like adam coming in yes with some good form i just like his game and so let's go i need to get on the board yeah svensson is going to win the rsm classic i just have to remember that for when we for when we get there before the before that happens, he's got to be the low Canadian this week. Yeah, Please. no, I'll do that. I'll do that. No problem. Uh, I will go to Kumi Kanaya, the guy that everybody always wants to talk about. Top 30. He has been playing on the Japanese tour. He's been piling up top 10 finishes. He won recently. It's 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 time. He's played this event twice. Uh top 30, minus 115 to Kumi Kanaya. KP, give it to me. Back to Cam Davis, uh, top 20. This seems, maybe this is foolish, but it seems like a lock. I mean, he's, he's <laughs> playing so well right now. Uh, so he'll for sure miss the cut, even though there isn't one. Uh, but yeah, minus 125 for Cam Davis to finish top 20. I, look at our, our bets right now are pretty good. I probably shouldn't say that either, but yeah, you're killing us now. We're, just... we're rolling early in the season. We need to get out ahead of it because no, we're not. You guys are. You, you well, listen, it's a you group are. effort, Mark. We're carrying you right now. You'll carry us in into January. Yeah, look at the totals. The total row, 34.6% in the positive. That's that's what that's what matters here. All right, Patrick. Uh reminder our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook, they've they've given us this great segment, make every moment more. I have said we need to reach out to them, get a boost on your infamous and hopefully soon trademarked uh Patrick's positivity parlay. So, where would you like to take us this week? There's no cut this week, obviously, uh, despite what Cam Davis might do to Kyle. Um, but we are going with Xander Shoffley, <laughs> Min Woo Lee, top 20, plus 115. And, I mean, you got to give a hat tip to the boys and girls at FanDuel Sportsbook for making this moment matter even more, giving me plus money, being able to parlay finishing positions, parlay missing and making the cut. Mark, if you're in the hole even deeper, just yeah. ride the parlays back to civilization. <laughs> Trust me, you cannot go wrong. And it's going to go right for us this week with Xander and Minwoo, top 20 plus 150. If I get another loss, I'll be calling you uh, Monday afternoon before Tuesday show next week. Uh, gotcha. Also remind everyone that this uh, sponsored uh, ad read should also gamble responsibly. Don't go chasing your losses. Uh, only wager what you can afford to lose and know when to lay up. That is actually the PGA Tours gambling motto. So I've snuck that one in there as well, Josh. Um, all right, gents. Wow. We've done it again. Another mega preview pod in the books. Early start, but then a week off does anybody have uh, traveling the world mark do you have any big plans for next week your bye week no i'm in the midst of giving golf lessons my uh eldest daughter's playing in golf tournaments she won on the weekend sunday so um 
No, I'm just a dad and a coach right now. I'm staying home. Okay. Well, enjoy it. Uh, uh, flag. I got a. I'm back to the drawing board on the flag football plays. I mean, we're. <laughs> huh? How many plays you got? Uh, we've got like eight. Oof. Sounds which like is, a lot. Which is like here. Here's one of our plays. Oh, I hope the other team doesn't see this. Oh, well, I mean, if they're watching the first cut podcast, and we've. We've, we've lost to win. <laughs> we've lost the plot. Yeah, we're we're our defense is dialed though. We're like we've outscored our opponents like a hundred and fifteen to twelve. Wow. So we're yeah we're we're rolling. You guys are cooking. Many 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 people in the area are calling me the Mike McDaniel of of the fourth grade Dolphins. I heard that. That's making its way national. Guys, it's probably on Twitter. Yeah, uh, I think you're a topic on first take tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I thought for another H the head coaching job, right? My my parents were in town last weekend and they came to see the fourth grade Dolphins play. And my dad was like, I don't know, man. Some of those plays were suspect. I was like, <laughs> listen, I'm dealing with fourth grade. Like, what, what do you want me to do? <laughs> Still getting coached by the old man. <laughs> Are you we guys, won we won 35 to nothing. Are you guys actually the Dolphins? Is that your team? Yeah. Nice. That's good yeah. vibes. Are you no, the fast, you're also the fastest team in fourth grade flag football, right? Uh, I think we are actually. So we're it's there's a lot of parallels. Best coach though, yeah, for sure. All right, gents, absolute pleasure. We'll be back on uh, I guess Sunday. I don't know what time it ends, Josh, but they try to end these things like you know reasonably. So we'll be back on Sunday to recap uh, the Zozo Championship and get you up to date with anything else that has happened in the golf world since then. For now, big thanks, producer Josh, is all the hard work behind the scenes. Mark Immelman available at Mark underscore Immelman, Patrick McDonald at Amateur Status, Kyle Porter at Kyle Porter CBS, and you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time. Hey everyone, this is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. Men's National Team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Viore gear is designed to look great in everyday life while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the Men's Sunday Performance Jogger and don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viore.com sports and discover the versatility of Viore clothing.